nobody was home i would probably just scream we're back into the microphone but jennifer works from home and i don't think the people that she's talking to would want to hear that we've been recording for less than 30 seconds and you've already sworn excellent yes status quo has been returned (laughs) right some things will never change nope we are back we are here after a few months of sabbatical but everybody's got to take some time off Hello, darlings. I've missed, I've missed, missed doing this. I've missed you. I've missed all of this. I am so excited to be back. Oh my God. Oh my God. I do the intro now. Oh God, (laughs) stop. Don't, don't get cocky. Don't get cocky, kid. Um, Oh my goodness. We're back. We are Mm -hmm. rocking a new intro that Charlie sort of heard, but audio was weird. Uh, Audio was weird. I don't know what that's all about, but we'll figure it out. So we'll... he knows. I don't know. It's a surprise. And you'll have to wait until Friday to hear it. Indeed. Anticipation. Um, so, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Clone Army Radio. Um, I just said um twice, so you can tell I'm rusty. <laughs> mm. <laughs> It's but, fine. You just go back and edit it out. It's not a problem. I know. <laughs> so I. Oh, see, we both just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Go ahead, Charlie. Thank you. Firstly, I guess like the most important thing to say is thank you to all of the people who've been reaching out to us, being like, "Are you guys okay? Are you still alive? Is the podcast still a thing?" Massively, massively appreciate your concern. I would like to confirm, I am still alive. So is Johnny, and the podcast is definitely still a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks everyone for reaching out. I thought that was really cool of you all. Um, mm-hmm. We just we needed a break. I think more me than we there. I've been doing this podcast for three years pretty much (laughs) and without more than a week or two here and there so i think just i've absorbed so much star wars in that time i needed a breather side note i have not really watched any star wars in two months no no i I am also the same now I think about it. I, I finished Ahsoka, which was like absolutely amazing. Really, really enjoyed it. And honestly, I just needed a little break. Mm-hmm. I think when you are very, very passionate about something, um, it is absolutely healthy to take a step back when you feel like you have absorbed too much. Everybody has a limit. Everybody's brain sponge gets full. <laughs> brain sponge. I like that. <laughs> particularly when a so- brain sponge i'm right back in it particularly when ahsoka arrived it was um we'd reached kind of a real kind of saturation point of star wars it had been kind of ongoing especially with andor it's okay to take a break remember right. that right and yeah i mean really it was kind of non-stop new star wars shows coming yes. out uh that the and of course we want to cover because we want to talk about it we want to get involved and that's what we do with the podcast. So we want to milk but, the algorithm. Who said that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was nice to take a break. Um, I've watched a lot of different things. One that is still after one season interesting to me, Charlie. I don't know if you've ever watched Deadwood. No. No. Um, it's been suggested to me by a few people. It's on. Uh, I want to say HBO, but it's Max now. It's like westerny foul like very foul language which i'm appreciative of uh (laughs) it's got ian mcshane in it i love ian mcshane he was fantastic in american gods i'm sure i would adore it yeah he's he's an amazing actor anything western wild west cowboys guns saloons um i am a cowboy inside oh yes you've mentioned that uh cobb vanth uh timothy oliphant is in it yeah. Nice. Um, there's a lot of people from the show I've watched a ton of times, Sons of Anarchy, that show up in there. So, oh, I got another guy that was in uh, 
season yeah it was season two of the mandalorian uh titus oliver olive welliver i think um yes the episode when bo katan and those guys took over that imperial ship and he was the one that bit down on the, the cyanide thing so yeah i don't know i've just been watching different stuff not that anybody listening to a star wars podcast cares about that but <laughs> but but i'm ready for more star wars so Oh, one more thing before I get into what we're talking about today. A couple more things, actually. Everybody's been doing the Spotify shares. And yeah, it was so cool to see a few people show that they're in like top 5%, top 10%. Like our, yeah. our podcast is, is in that ranking for them. And that's really cool to see. That's the first time anyone's done that since we've been a podcast. So I really dug that. Everybody out there that's listening, thank you so much for for listening to us unbelievably unbelievably grateful i think for someone we were uh, we were their top podcast of the year which was super lovely to see right so cool clone army radio was also my top podcast of the year but that's sort of cheating considering i'm one of the hosts <laughs> it was <laughs> it in my count, i don't think it was in my top four or whatever like it was the last one in mine <laughs> no it was it was number one in mine but i was only in the top 10 percent of listeners so who knows <laughs> Nice. I don't like us as much as you do, apparently. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> okay, a couple more things to mention. Well, first, I'll, I'll say what we're doing today before we, we get into all that. Today, we are catching up on some Star Wars news, and mm -hmm. we will be talking. Since we're now into the holiday season, I thought it would be fun to <sighs> talk about three things we're thankful for in Star Wars. You know, Aww. just and it, it could be anything, um, no particular order, just three things we're thankful for. Obviously, I imagine we're thankful for a lot more than three, but oh, yeah, right. It was hard to make a list, I'll be honest. I, I get real soppy with it though, so you're gonna need tears, you're gonna oh, need God. tears, you're gonna need tissues. <laughs> I'm gonna need tears. <laughs> I'm gonna need all of you listening to cry if you're not crying when I'm talking. We're, we're not friends. You're blocked, oh. banned. Oh, oh, the block button has been smashed. Stop. <laughs> I need I need to stop. I need to calm down. This is a, a sensible, relaxed, easy reintroduction to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we get into all of that, uh, speaking of the holidays, once uh, we got like, what, two, three weeks, and then we'll be into the holiday stuff for a couple of weeks. We're going to take Christmas, New Year's and all that stuff off. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll probably be like a two, two and a half week break for those. And then we'll be back. We're not taking long breaks anymore unless, you know, something crazy happens. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, really not planning to break my other ankle. So nobody worry. Okay, great. Nice. <laughs> so I think I've covered all of that. Uh, so Wait. I guess... Oh God! What? Wait, there was you forgot something off of your list. The other thing is because we always forget to squeeze this in at the end. If you are not oh. following us on your preferred social media platform, do go and seek us out. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Threads. Trying to get us on TikTok. I'm trying. <laughs> um, and Twitter, if Twitter is your thing, go ahead. Um, do come and follow us. Interact with us. Chat with us. We really, really, we love it. We appreciate it. Go. Thank you. Follow us, please. <laughs> I literally I scrolled right past that in my notes. Nice. Thought you <laughs> when, you, when you said it, I was like, oh, there it is. So that's on me. All right. I think it's time we're going to turn things over to our favorite news reporter. Come closer. I have good news. Oh, thank you. Thank Charlie. you. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Then the crowd goes mild. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I've I've been asleep for the last few months. So much Star Wars news has happened. But I would only like to point out, it feels like the, all of this Star Wars news I have written down has happened in the last week. It's been it's been rapid fire. I think the biggest Obviously, I will briefly, briefly cover it. Um, the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes are over, done, deal sorted, settled, three-year contract signed. For now, everything is slowly returning to as it should be. And I am very, very grateful that SAG were able to find an agreement that worked for everybody. Absolutely. It took a very while good. and it seemed a little brutal it, on the one side. but uh... it, it did take a little while and it, it is maybe not quite the perfection that everybody was hoping for. But quite honestly, selfishly, I want my Star Wars back. Yeah, no kidding. 
obviously not disrespecting or ignoring the plight of the workers at all. Good gracious. Right. However, I'm really, really glad that's sorted and finished. Thank you, everybody who's been listening, who's been putting up with my <laughs> with my um with my strike disclaimers at the start of every episode and me speedily going through what's happened and what you've missed. That is now done, I promise. However, moving swiftly on, I think the biggest, most exciting thing to talk about is I am still... Johnny, this is what Johnny wrote to me verbatim in a message. Uh, Dave Filoni cutting off his Padawan braid and finally becoming a full Jedi. What we mean by this is Dave Filoni has quite quietly, I might add you, all of this came out of like um, budget information that gets kind of publicly posted um he's been promoted to chief creative officer of lucasfilm yes and i think that is the well deserved insanely well deserved he has worked tirelessly for that position and i think it is very very clear that when george kind of finished the prequels and decided he was going to step away and take some time out he trained kathleen kennedy to deal with the business side of things and handle mergers and selling and all of that sort of stuff and in the background he was training dave filoni to take over the creative and storytelling side so ultimately he has created both if you want to call it this light and dark balance in the force it's like poetry it rhymes beautiful Jesus, I didn't even think of that. Always two there are. <laughs> Always two there are, yes. Um, you know, thinking about uh, Filoni's promotion, the, the first thing that had popped in my head aside from him cutting off his Padawan braid was <laughs> when when Daniel Bryan would get on the turnbuckle in the, in the ring and do his yes, yes, and the whole crowd. And I'm like, that's got to be, I would think, the large portion of Star Wars fans. I know there's always people that are going to, be against that sort of thing but but who else would you want as the chief create what is it chief creative he is a chief creative officer yeah i mean who else would you want you want the guy that snuggled up on his couch and listened to george read him star wars stories before he went to bed i mean that's what you want so i'm really happy about it i i did have well, I don't want to say I had the thought. I heard the thought somewhere else that kind of made me a little nervous, though, is while this is all good news, there's always, you know, the possibility of something bad. What if something new that comes out that maybe Dave hasn't even been able to touch because it's already been put together? What if something new comes out and it bombs? Is he going to be the fallback guy now? Where Kathleen Kennedy would be like, well, you know, this was all on Dave, so he's got to go. And and then Star oh. Wars is beeped. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Cynical. Welcome to the party. <laughs> um, no, no. I, I disagree. Mean... No. I think it's definitely something to, to consider. Um I I wonder how much the kind of the fandom would either shift the blame to Dave or continue blaming Kat. I feel like I, I I wonder if it would end up being the other way around where Dave could put no foot wrong. It doesn't matter whether he's attached to it, aware of it, written on it, consulted on it. Well, there are a lot of people uh dogging him for Ahsoka, saying, you know, this is well you know, this is what we've been waiting for, was this or you know, so They have eyes. Do they have eyes? Yeah, there were some questionable things in the in that series, but I think I said it on you know our after shows. It's building a story. This is not. Mm -hmm. This is like you're writing part one. Well, I mean the Mando stuff was probably part one, so you're get you're getting into like the meat, like part two, two mm -hmm. or three with this, and it opened up a whole other galaxy. <laughs> you know, people just need to wait. I know we're in that impatient, you know, you got to click on everything and see it right away. New world. No. But let us not forget the original trilogy fans that had to wait a decade, a decade for the prequel films. Mm -hmm. So we modern Star Wars fans, you, don't, you do not understand. You do know, not, you do not know what it is to wait <sighs> like that. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even alive. I wasn't a twinkle in my mother's eye. <laughs> And I understand that you have to be patient with things like this. This level of storytelling, especially when it's gotten so deep now, like it is so, the pot is so full and so mixed. And also, I I love the sequels. I will bang on about how much I love the sequels, but I do recognize they are shaky foundations to build a new Star Wars onto. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take time. It is going to take effort. And maybe not everything is going to go right. And then there may well be mistakes or things that people don't like. But also that's normal. You can't 
when the Star Wars fandom is so humongous and so universally difficult to please, you cannot make, you cannot waste your time trying to please everybody. It just doesn't work. Exactly. Very well said. Um, Thank you. Like I said, who else? Who else would you want in in this position? You want exactly. You want Dave Filoni because he was there with George in the Clone Wars, probably watching mm-hmm. George. Um, I don't know if you've watched a lot of the behind the scenes for like the prequels and stuff, but George yes. would walk into a room and he's like, "No, no, 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 that horn needs to be tilted this way or whatever." Like just the littlest things, and that's Dave probably already, but now mm-hmm. he can be like. Yeah, this this is he can either say this is how I want it to be or this is how George would have done it. So I'm going to respect that. And and we've seen him show so much respect to George still. And and as he should, but he doesn't have to. He just he gets it. He gets it more than I think I've seen anyone other than George who's come into contact with Star Wars. Get it. It is it Mm -hmm. is a, a bond and a relationship unlike anything else. And I think watching Rebels and taking the time to watch Rebels and Clone Wars really has kind of deepened my love and appreciation for Dave Filoni as a creator and a writer and a designer and a character creator. What, like you said, what more could you possibly want from this situation? Yeah, I, I mean, and he drew Baby Yoda, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> Favreau, oh, I, I forget that was baby. in the. I know that was in the gallery. I think of season one where he was talking about how how Favreau like was like, no, I, he's got to look like this. And Dave was like, so I just you know scribbled this out, and that's what we went with. And <laughs> it, it's one. Uh, I'm very happy and excited about mm. Dave's promotion. I I've enjoyed everything he's done, and I love listening to him talk. It's like. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's it's like you're listening to a younger George talk about Star Wars when yes. you hear Dave. But he has his own spins on things, which is great. He respects the the source. He's perfect for it. I can't I can't even think of anyone else that could do it. I I would never want a carbon copy of George. I would never want somebody to come in and get all of his notebooks and all of his scribbles and bits of writing and just recreate it exactly. Like a really good example of that is after Tolkien passed away, <clears throat> J.R. Tolkien, um, there were loads of his books and manuscripts that were just unfinished. All of these wonderful, beautiful stories and he was taken away before he was able to finish any of them. And I think several of his sons came together to pick up the manuscripts and pick up all of these notes and finish the books to have them published. And it's uh, it's well known within the Tolkien fandom and specifically the literary fandom that none of us really liked it or really wanted it because it, it isn't Tolkien. They tried to kind of copy it exactly and make it as if he hadn't passed away and as if he had finished these books. And you can tell, you can tell from a mile off. And Filoni has never tried to do that with Star Wars. Obviously, I know George is still alive and George would probably pummel him, but <laughs> <laughs> it it's never been a copy. It's always been inspired by, moved by, shaped by. Mm-hmm. Because Dave Filoni is an is an incredible creator within his own right. Absolutely, and and he, but he understands like the lore and and all the background stuff of Star Wars to where he's mm-hmm. comfortable and confident in creating in that universe. So. I'm glad. I can't wait to see how things go because now he's he's going to have his nose in everything, everything that they create. He's he'll be there and and he'll be able to be like, yeah, that's great, or you know, why don't you try this, or <laughs> this isn't going to work with that, or whatever. And I think it's Star Wars has needed that again. I won't bash the sequel trilogy because I know people love them, but they they needed someone like that. For those films, they, I, I will always think yes. it was a, a stupid move to kick George out of being a consultant for the sequels because he could 100%. have at least he could have at least helped them keep it uh, fluent, like consistent. Yes, to where it doesn't feel like the Force Awakens goes to an entirely different movie in the Last Jedi, and then the third one's just like, wait, which one is this a sequel what? of? <laughs> you know. And I know they learned. Uh, you can tell that they've learned with with Favreau and Filoni doing the Mandoverse. You can tell things have changed with uh, Tony Gilroy and Andor. It's not my favorite, but you can tell that they've learned to to follow like some sort of something. And now they have Dave. I was going to say George. Now they have Dave 
like <laughs> kind of lurking over their shoulders. And he even said, he's like, it, I'm going to be able to help them tell the best story they can tell. And that's, that's what you want. So congrats to Dave Filoni. I know you listen yes, to our podcast. Yes, huge congrats. Yeah, absolutely. Love you, Dave. Huge congrats. <laughs> Slay bestie. I will use that to gently segue us into more current, like future Star Wars stuff. So Daisy Ridley has been nattering to reporters. She has. She has. She's been whispering. Um, she's currently doing the rounds of promotion for a really, really cool film that I'm super excited to see called The Marsh King's Daughter. Go and look it up if you haven't had a chance yet. Go and watch the trailer. Super, super cool. Um, she was speaking to Steve Weintraub for Collider magazine, and she talked both about her appearance at Celebration and the new Ray film. And surprisingly revealing, she already knows the plot. Mm-hmm. So I will read you guys the full quote in my best Daisy Ridley impression, which is just my voice. <laughs> I will tell you, Steve, when I saw you in Park City, I had not been approached. I was asked some, not by you, but I was asked something when I was there. And strangely, people were asking me stuff and I was like, no, I'm not doing another one. Then it all happened after I came back. It was such a nice reception. I was ting myself. <laughs> before I went on stage because no one knew I was going to do that. No one knew I was going to Celebration Bar like Kathy Kennedy. And there were a couple of people. I was so nervous. Oh my God, it was such a wonderful reception. I'm very excited and the story is really cool. I'm waiting to read a script because obviously I don't have any other updates. It's not what I expected, but I'm very excited. Very interesting. Mm. She continued by saying, I know the storyline for one film. That's not to say that's all it is, but that's what I've been told about. And I imagine it will be, as in this Ray film, will be the next film, I think. And again, I don't know, post-strikes and everything, how quickly everything will start up again. But so far, I know the story of one film, and I think people will be very excited. I'm all for kind of a new era, a new take on Ray, kind of shake off the sequel films a little bit. Obviously, tie in those bits. I know Daisy Ridley has said many times that she wouldn't come back if John Boyega and Oscar Isaac weren't involved. So I'm sure there will be connections to the sequel films. But the fact that she says it's not what she expected means probably anything we've been thinking or theorizing about, not even close. Right. I'm interested to see. I have no idea what to expect, honestly, from Star Wars anymore. Because anything I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do this. Like, nope. Not nope. happening. <laughs> not even a twinkle. <laughs> yeah. But not what I was expecting, but I'm excited. That's, mm. It sounds like, I mean, it's exciting, but scary. <laughs> exciting, but scary way. indeed. Yeah. There are rumors that a cast list will be dropping soon, but as the industry is still kind of recovering from the strike, I can't speak to the, legit- the legitimacy of that particularly there's still no kind of official release date however according to production list which is the film and television industry alliance's production tracking service which is where a lot of this is where people get their goss from this is where people get the details all the juicy bits insider knowledge that's what this is um the untitled Star Wars film, i.e. this Ray film, will begin shooting on April the 7th, 2024 in London. Are you going to try and I can't scream because I'll blow the, the levels out. I'm screaming. I'm going to I'm going to try and sneak. So I'll use this as a little a little segue, a little section in. Um, I recently applied for a journalism apprenticeship with the BBC, uh, which is the if people don't know, if any US fans of British Broadcasting Company, the kind of the big one in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would commute to London, train to be a journalist, do all of that, and then come out the side of it with another with a qualification and possibly a job. And I would love if I was working in London when this shooting starts. I'm going to be like, hey, hey, can I can I go with the team down to the set? Is that is that allowed? Oh man, for journalism journalism reasons. <laughs> um, so, I've made so you even it through. Think that's a possibility. The, is awesome. I know, I know, it's really exciting. But if that's not what's going on with my life at the time, I will still be going down and trying to pester the set security to let me in because I'm definitely Daisy Ridley. Look at me. Right. I've just I've grown three inches in the last hour that you saw me, but I'm her. <laughs> so you're saying you're in the stages of? I have past the first couple of selection stages with the BBC. I did like this character skills assessment. It was a whole thing. And now I am impatiently waiting for them to email me back and say yes or no. Dang. 
Well, good luck. That's that's big. Thank that's awesome. Thank you. It it popped up, and I thought, oh, why not? Why not? Nothing to lose, right? No, genuinely, nothing to lose. If they say yes, that's great. If they say no, that's also absolutely fine. Yeah. Obviously, if the BBC are listening, totally going to use some of this for my show reels. Um, I'd give it to me. I'm I'm really good. Promise. <laughs> I agree. Promise. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. So that is it for the the kind of Ray stuff, Ray slash Daisy Ridley stuff. I am obviously deliriously excited. You guys saw what my reaction was when she appeared at Celebration. I've screamed about it on the podcast a hundred times now. I'm absolutely delighted. I cannot wait. I'm so, so happy she's returning. I will take any crumbs of Ray at this point, anything. Just overall very excited. Yeah. I mean, and with that, like, not only is, is Daisy Ridley coming back to play Ray again, but that's like if that's what's being announced going into production in april that's likely meaning that's the first film we're going to get in the theater um since the rise of skywalker right yes yeah so which is also what she said in her quote it definitely seems to line up that this is going to be the first film that they release so it's exciting to, to to get star wars back in um I I think a lot of fans that aren't fans of the sequels would say that that Daisy Ridley it wasn't her fault, you know, <laughs> like she she did a great oh, job. God, no, she, no, no, I, no. She played the character perfectly, and and she did an awesome job. So it'll be fun to see her back as the character, I think, and and hopefully with a better story to back her up. But this is taking place after the Rise of Skywalker, supposedly. Who knows? You know, I, I, I roughly five to ten years post Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so we'll get a glimpse of what happens after all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's fun. That's moving forward a bit. So I know this is something you and I have talked about a few times. Is this like I I loved Ahsoka. I loved it so much. Move us forward. Mm-hmm. I know that you kind of have to fill in the blocks, like the gaps in the road for us to even go any further forward. But it, I'm looking forward to this kind of shift into the new year, into new Star Wars, new storytelling. Bitch. Speaking of 2024 releases. So originally, before the strike, it was in 2024, we'd be getting Skeleton Crew, Acolyte and season two of Andor. Mm-hmm. However, and, and maybe now the Bad that, Batch. And maybe the Bad Batch. However, now that Disney have updated their 2024 release schedule, um, a couple of things have happened with Marvel. But specifically, and or season two, gone. Bad Batch season three? Three, yeah. Three, not there anymore. Seems to be we are only getting next year, we are only getting Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. And according to one article I saw, it looked like Acolyte's going to be first, even though Skeleton yes. Crew was supposed to be like right around now. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, kind of a slightly worried about Andor when the strikes happen. I know a lot of this filming was happening in the UK, and obviously we don't. Uh, the UK doesn't adhere to US strikes. Um. But a lot of US workers were over here, so obviously had to leave. Um, It seems like all of the production spaces have been shut down. There's been no kind of movement in those areas. And it was maybe, from the looks of things, maybe kind of two-thirds to three-quarters filmed. Hmm. However, extrapolating onto this, what worries me is I know Bob Iger has been making a lot of noise about cutting back what Mm. Disney spends. And I am slightly, slightly worried that Andor Season 2 may become a victim of, I'm calling it the Iger wipe. I'm coining that term now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm worried he's. I'm worried it might have gone, which would absolutely. Uh, I don't. I think Tony Gilroy would have an absolute field day about it. But mm-hmm. it's it's concerning. They're being very very strict, short sharp change with. Well, no, none of that. This and this. Yeah, I I kind of have a similar feeling, and I also was feeling that about Skeleton Crew because it was supposed to come mm. out around now, and it's supposed supposedly ready. Why would yeah. they wait? Um, we haven't even had a trailer for it, and they released, they dropped the trailer, they dropped the teaser at Celebration, and it never mm-hmm. got right. Hmm. So, and that was in April. Yeah, holy crap. That's yeah, that's interesting. Because you didn't even um, think about that. What was that? Was it Bat Woman or Bat Girl? That movie that the DC did that they finished and then just 
dumped it. I think it was Batgirl. Do correct me so if I'm wrong. Too. Not a big DC nerd. Um, I honestly always get Batgirl and Batwoman confused. Anyways, if there is is yeah. it even a Batwoman, I don't know. I love Batman, I so that's. <laughs> oh no no no! I think it, it's it's Batgirl and then there's Catwoman. That's the no. Yes. Yeah, yes, Batgirl sure. and Catwoman. There we go. Okay, so maybe there isn't a Batwoman, and maybe I'm just making that up. Uh, maybe. Send me money, You DC. cosplay. <laughs> but, um, you know, they made that whole movie. It was done, ready to go, and then, boom, mm-hmm. dumped it. And I'm like, seeing that it's just Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. I guess Skeleton Crew, as, as of right now, is still going to come out. But nothing about Andor, and that was almost done. They they wouldn't, would they? No. <sighs> I don't know. Bob Iger's like I Palpatine-ish. don't know anymore. <laughs> he is a bit. He is a. <laughs> I it's, will shut it I down. Like, I shut it down. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. And even the Bad Batch, I thought, because they were like right around being finished uh, recently. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just. I, th- I know for sure the strike kind of shook everything up as far as releasing and there could it could be time timing and scheduling for actors or you know the behind the scene crew uh filmmakers and all of that that things aren't lining up right now so they have to push things back because they were expecting to be have been done by this point um i don't know i think that's the thing is andor didn't really it blew up for star wars fans i think but not all Star Wars fans and definitely not like pop culture fans. Oh, it very much felt like a niche, like a, a slither yeah. within the Star Wars community. It got like the hardcore Star Wars fans absolutely frothing, gnawing at the bars of their cage over it. Mm-hmm. The rest of everyone I spoke to was like, what? Yeah. What are you on about? Right. So, and that's the thing with Disney is I think that they kind of want to put their, all their, uh, money into things that are not for the star hardcore star wars fans but for like everybody you know the uh, casuals as they're called <laughs> like if it's not baby yoda bob Iger doesn't want to give it a go you know what i mean like it's not huge like that but yeah, i because I, disney's fueled by capitalism <laughs> and but I mean they've also dumped all that money into it already. So but then we saw this what they did with, with Batgirl at you know the other company. But same situation. I don't know. Mm. We're gonna have to dig into it, Charlie. You're, um, I will. I have to get my journalist hat on and get digging. Start stalking uh, Diego Luna. Be like, dude, what's going on? Tell us. Hey, tell hey, us everything. Hey. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Just, I mean, just play it cool. Be like, "Hey, Diego, I'm I'm Daisy Ridley. Um, nice I to am. meet you finally." <laughs> Identity theft is a serious crime. <laughs> Only on the internet. No, I'm just kidding. Only on the internet. <laughs> uh, that could work. You know, I'll slide into his DMs as Daisy Ridley. Pay for the blue tick. You'll never know. <laughs> I, I mean, la- Oh, no, no, I, I was just going to say, it, as, as much as I wasn't thrilled with Andor, I still want to see season two. I, the acting oh, yeah, and it was amazing. Um, the production was amazing. It's just the story was a little slow for me is all. But I'm ready. I'm ready for more. I mean, Luthan Rail, the guy was awesome. Mon Mothma. So oh, my God. Mon Mothma was getting giddy brilliant. thinking about it. I want to watch it again. I know. That's the funny thing is I've actually been thinking about giving it a rewatch because I've only watched it the one time. Well, we'll time it. I want to watch it with Sydney because she's not seen it. She's seen it all, everything else Star Wars, just oh. not Andor. Because I think at the time it was coming out, she's not quite her vibe. And I think now, I think now she'd enjoy just getting to sit and watch it. So we'll nice. have to do a rewatch. My last little bit of uh, Star Wars news. Um, if any of you listen to, if any of you have listened to me speak about Star Wars for longer than half an hour, I will inevitably bring up the masterpiece that is the Star Wars Holiday Special. Mm. I know George would rather have the memory of this wiped from everybody collectively on the planet. I understand it, <laughs> but it's beautiful. Um, a 
book and TV documentary by Steve Kozak have been released both at the same time. And the TV documentary and the book are both called A Disturbance in the Force, How and Why the Star Wars Holiday Special Happened. And it includes interviews with uh, actors and directors like Kevin Smith. So he has got like the big guns out for this. And I'm so, so excited to see somebody finally break down one of my favourite bits of weird Star Wars, which also leads me on to the fact Johnny has never seen it. I know. <laughs> I've watched it more times than is healthy. I probably need some therapy. Um, so I've decided that at some point before Christmas Day, him and I are going to sit and watch it. And if we ever start a Patreon, if we ever reach that point, we'll <laughs> pop it behind the paywall so then you can you can yes. go and watch us watch the holiday special. <laughs> I'm both nervous, scared, and tired. Or tired, mm-hmm. not tired. No. Well, it is about three and a half hours long, so tired is about right. Jesus. You didn't tell me it was it's that long. long. <laughs> it is long. That's why you it's... said I would need a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee to keep you awake, beer to take kind of the edge off the delirium. That. Oh my God, three and a half hours. Okay, question, because I never even really looked into the holiday special. Is it live action? Right. So it initially started... It was supposed to be a TV spot, just like um, just single kind of animated. There are there are two. There is one animated episode in it, which is technically the first official appearance of Boba Fett on screen. That's like one of the big kind of trivia things. There's mm-hmm. that. And it was sort of supposed to be that. But there were some issues around sort of what they were allowed to do and what they weren't allowed to do. And eventually got reorganized into this kind of two and a half, three hour monstrosity of majority live action with some of the original actors, but not it. It's you sort of have to see it to believe it, really. Um, So it it starts off with an. It starts with an animated cartoon, transitions to live action, and goes rapidly downhill at a rate unmeasurable, my man. Is this one of those situations where you have to listen to the dark side of the moon while watching The Wizard of Oz while you're on acid? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly that combination, yes. You will feel like you are on some kind of mind-altering drug while you're watching it, and I can't. Watching the holidays, I've done it with a few people now over the last couple of years, watching the holiday special with someone for the first time is majestic. Oh, God, it's magical. All right, now you're I'm more rot excited. your brain out of your ears. I'm so excited. <laughs> is this going to make me want to take another break from Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it actually is. I really do think it is. Maybe I should wait. <laughs> Halfway through, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd salute you, honestly. <laughs> but from things that I'm not thankful for in Star Wars to things that we are definitely thankful for in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, um, The Disturbance in the Force. Is that... Where is that going to be on? I think it's on Max of HBO. I think it's HBO Max. Okay. Sorry. I thought... Pretty sure. I, at first, I thought it was going to be in select theaters, but it's not. I think is Amazon Prime, maybe. Um, I thought it was a theater release. Give it, wow, this is terrible journalism. BBC. No, don't no, speak you might be me. right. Is it Amazon Prime? Um, available to rent on Apple, Google Play, and YouTube. Oh. So it's an independent release. My bad. Okay, so no Max or Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, in in 1978, George Lucas was persuaded to turn the entirety of the Star Wars rights uh, over to a 70s variety hour show. That's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a variety show. Those were really, really popular back in the day, especially during the festive season. And it was just a mess. Well, George liked to try things, you know. He did. And I get it. Like, (laughs) a year after A New Hope, I can understand the need to be like, why not? Right. Do you... Well, obviously you wouldn't remember. I think I was really young when it came out, uh, when Luke showed up on The Muppet Show. I've watched that clip so many times. It's so sweet. (laughs) It's so good. All right. So we're on to our three things we're thankful for in Star Wars. Is that where we're at? Yes. Would you like to go first? Go on then. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. I, if you insist, um, <laughs> one of the things I am most thankful for in Star Wars is the fandom. This might be a bit of an eyebrow raiser, 
but I'm not talking about the Ray hating, woke accusing, horrible side of the fandom. I'm talking about the good side. Can I <laughs> stop Wars you really always... quick? Mm? This is hilarious, Charlie. I think Thank we are you. the same. I think no, I think we're the same person. Because <laughs> my first one is the fandom, and I was gonna start with a lot of the things you were just saying. <laughs> Oh, Why are we the same person? <laughs> oh my god! So go on, and we'll have a little discussion about it. <laughs> Thank <after>. you. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the good side. Uh, Star Wars has always been a huge point of connection with others since I was a child. Um, especially being somebody on the spectrum, it's been astronomically hard for me to make friends. The majority of my life, I've only kind of gotten the hang of it. Now I'm in my like late twenties. I'm getting there. I know how to make a friend now. <laughs> But when I was sort of like nine, ten, one of the only things I ever really found that got people speaking to me was Star Wars, because everybody watched it, everybody loved it. Um, thanks to the world that George created, I've made some of the best friends I think I've ever met over my lifetime. That's you included, by the way. It was Same. one of the first things like Nick, my partner, and I spoke about when we started dating. A shared love of Star Wars helped us really bond and get to know each other. Um, if it wasn't for the fandom, I wouldn't have started cosplaying. I wouldn't have any of the incredible experiences I've had, like none of it. This podcast is one of my favorite representations of fandom in my life. Like, How lucky am I that I get to spend my time discussing one of my greatest passions with one of my best friends? I am extremely grateful for the endless passion, attentiveness, and obsessiveness of the Star Wars fandom. I came for the laser swords and I stayed for the community. I love, I love the fandom. I love it. It's just so funny to me that <laughs> we were going to start with the same exact one. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, same for all those same reasons. It's random things like someone texting me out of nowhere and saying, you know, which force power would you use at work today? You know, it's always force <laughs> choke. I mean, who wouldn't? But Can like, I just check? Color is your lightsaber. <laughs> just just remind me. <laughs> right. The people that make all the memes. Uh, I love prequel memes on Reddit. It's it's right. one of my favorite things. It's the other Star Wars podcasts. If it wasn't for a specific Star Wars podcast, I never would have been inspired to start my own. And and that was like right around when I started listening to podcasts was Revenge of the Sith, like so 05, I think, uh, right around then. Yeah. And um, it's just hearing that fandom, not, you know, like Charlie was saying, you know, or like the, the internet trolls and clickbaiters mm -hmm. and negative people and all that jive, like the actual fandom, people that understand it's not all perfect, but we're going to love it. We're yeah. going to talk about it. And again, I've made a lot of friends because of Star Wars. Most of my friends and uh, probably most of my family are Star Wars fans. Yeah, so same. I, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's fun. And like, I think the fandom's crazy. They're fun. They're a little moody, but I love all of it. It's all just it's it's all of it aside of the negative crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm thankful for it because it's partly why I'm a Star Wars fan, I guess. The other thing, too, that I didn't write down that just popped in. The build up to the releases of new films where people would get all dressed up, you know, yes. whether they're cosplaying or just dressing up and lining up to go and see the movie. And it's like Star Wars, you know, everyone's just all pumped up. And I, I love that. I love the cosplaying community that I'm, I'm starting to see more of because of you, Charlie. And I, 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 I love what everybody does. I would love to get into that. But I, nobody around here really does that that I know. So. Oh kind of a bummer maybe one day I'll, I'll do something i do have an idea that excuse me i'm losing my voice uh i have an idea that i might start but i'm not going to share it yet but um yeah fandom Ooh. fan oh and everybody that listens to our podcast thankful for you too. oh yeah <laughs> not just not just love to johnny but love to every single one of you who listens I, oh my goodness I, I thank you just thank you <laughs> I think there are not enough words in the English language to express the huge amount of gratitude I have for all of you for this, for just, I am very blessed. Very, very blessed. So let's what see if is, we have the next one. Yeah, what is, you go this time, what is your <laughs> okay. second? This is another reason why I am a big Star Wars fan, the expanded universe. Ah. Those, the older books, hang on. 
It's been two months since we've recorded and my voice is just like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I remember like I would just kind of lay in bed and read these books before I would go to bed. Sometimes when I would wake up, if I had time, I would bust open a book and read a chapter. So all of the, the older expanded universe was great because it allowed for these stories and characters to continue. If you look at like the stuff after Return of the Jedi, like a lot of those stories, then there were other things like... Once the Clone Wars started up, there were stories involving the clone troopers and Mandalorian stuff. Just to name some of my favorites, aside from the Thrawn trilogy and that sort of thing, we've got the Darth Bane trilogy, which introduced the Rule of Two into Star Wars. I think, well, I don't know if it really introduced the Rule of Two. The Rule of Two was there, but this is kind of like Darth Bane was the guy that started it. And he's canon because he was in uh, the Clone Wars episode. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, that's the other thing too is like I don't care if anything's canon or not canon in any of the expanded universe. I when I say expanded universe, I'm like all of that stuff back then, but also like High Republic stuff, uh, the mm-hmm. Kestis games. Like to me, that's all expanded universe. And Dark Disciple, the Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress book, that's to me, that's I don't think canon. It's expanded universe, but whatever. It's fun. It's a great story. The Knights of the Old Republic games. Again, a lot of the older stuff built me into a Star Wars fan. Knights of the Old Republic, like every time November rolls around, I remember that's when I started playing that game. It was November of whatever year (laughs) back when it came out. And I just said, screw everything and everybody. I'm playing this game. And I just got lost in it. The story was so good. All of that, obviously, Thrawn. But uh, all of that stuff, all the lore that they started that's kind of being weaved into the Mandoverse now. Mm-hmm. And, and and some of the things that we saw even in the, the sequel trilogy. The, uh, the Star Destroyers with the big death star lasers on them i mean that's straight out of dark empire uh palpatine coming back is straight out of dark empire and old Mm -hmm. comic books so we're seeing all this stuff and i'm just glad it's all there i'm glad that i can pick up heir to the empire well now i do the audio i've been doing it like (laughs) twice a year i'll just i'll listen to it twice a year i don't care that it's not the cinematic you know lore uh storyline whatever it's still fun to listen to and and enjoy and and see a different side of these characters and i'm just i don't know i'm thankful for the expanded universe because it's always there and it's always something to to go back and enjoy that was really lovely oh my goodness that is not what i had for my second but i genuinely this is terrible completely forgot about the expanded universe it makes <laughs> me happy that it's something you're obviously so connected to and to have that be represented now in current star wars like i can't imagine how special that is it is it's awesome to see a lot of that stuff like i mean thrawn the big thing yeah okay we had thrawn and rebels but we just saw thrawn in live action and his introduction in that episode of ahsoka is one of the coolest freaking things ever just those stormtroopers going thrawn 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 in the music that's that's freaking thrawn (laughs) it makes you want to oh it was so good right so yeah it's cool to see a lot of that stuff pop in i need to get you more into the expanded universe yep there's some really good stories in there they're really like the darth bane trilogy is some of the best storytelling ever so i started listening to dark empire i think i found myself drawn more towards like palpatine stories Mm. but i also have um i have the thrawn trilogy downloaded on my audible as well so i thought i'd start with the audiobooks because it's not always easy especially as an adult to find time to sit and read or the stillness to sit and read i would rather right. listen to an audiobook while i do the laundry yeah that's what i always that's say the millennial it's... way <laughs> but it's just so much easier like while i'm driving i can have an audiobook on and lucky you if you're listening to star wars audiobooks mark thompson is amazing he does all the voices of the characters uh, he just, it's like you're almost watching the book at that point. He mm. does it so well. That makes me really happy to hear. Yeah. I'm a real stickler. Like you've got, you've got, you've got to go hard for the audiobook. Mm. I grew up on the BBC dramatizations of the Lord of the Rings. So I expect perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've actually turned down a lot of audiobooks because the narrator 
I'm like, I'm so fussy. This is a pet peeve and a tiny tangent, but I'm having a little rant about it just because I can. I am a, a huge fan of the Skullduggery Pleasant books. If none of you have read them, do. They're technically classed as YA, but they're an incredible series of books. It's sort of a never-ending fantasy story by an author called Derek Landy. Now, the first three audiobooks were narrated by one person. <clears throat> and all of them after the third book were narrated by somebody different. And I have never been able to finish them after book three because the narrator doesn't do it right. It's different and I don't like it. Stop changing them. It's so Stop. true, though. I get that. I get. I do. I get that so much. I, I'm the same way with... So, with it's devastating. I was telling uh, Jennifer at one point, I'm like, I can't even listen to books that aren't Star Wars books because I can't not hear Mark Thompson read them to me. <laughs> 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 or the other one, uh, John... Uh, Jonathan Davis, not the guy from Corn, but uh, he does a great he he does like the best uh, Qui Gon Jinn impersonation ever. It's so good, and he reads the uh, yeah he reads the Darth Bane books, and I wouldn't have Ooh. it any other way. So, what is your second on the ah, list? Ah, so this sounds cliche, but it's George. <laughs> mm. If you know me, which many of you do, you know how much I adore George Lucas. I am thankful he was determined enough to bring Star Wars to the big screen despite every hurdle put in his way. I'm grateful for everything he sacrificed in the name of his vision because Star Wars holds a magic that I have never seen anywhere else in cinema. Like the fandom, without George, we simply just wouldn't have Star Wars and I wouldn't be the person that I am today. I cannot express strongly enough the impact the message of Star Wars had on me as a child. The writing, the vision, visuals, all of it. Do or do not, there is no try is a mantra that I still use on a daily basis. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, George Lucas. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you got to thank the maker. I Thank the maker indeed. I, I almost went there. I almost went there with, with that one. But like you said, obviously without George, we wouldn't have Star Wars. And the fact that you say the do or do not, there is no try thing. One of my big ones is from the Phantom Menace, your focus determines your reality. I use that Ooh. all the time. It's so true in so many different aspects of life. And but yeah, I mean George Lucas, he and yeah, all the hurdles, uh the what is it, the secret of Star Wars history? I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head, but it, it goes into all the details of how he started this whole thing all the way mm -hmm. into the prequels. Oh man. He's he is the best and the magic, like you said. This guy, he's he just he has it. He's he's there's something about him that he just has that he can make everyone, adults or children, mm -hmm. like open their minds to their imagination. Yeah. He was an inspiration for me to become a writer because I watched all the behind the scenes footage for the prequels and just watching what he did it it was what started me trying to make my animated series that just didn't get mm. off the ground because we were three dudes that you need a huge group to, <laughs> to make an animated yes. series we did it we did our best we have an intro that I, i'm gonna share on my facebook page at some point so you'll have to check that out charlie but uh george i mean george is an inspiration and and he's he sold star wars but he's still talked about every day in the fandom and indeed and he's just the best bearded flannel wearing guy ever. Oh, he is. <laughs> I I used to really struggle with the question in school of like, who inspires you? Who's your inspiration? And I think now as an adult, I can safely say that like George Lucas, 100%. Definitely somebody that inspired me from the day that I watched Phantom Menace and the week after that, that I learned who George Lucas was, sold. <laughs> I have a lot of love for that beardy flannel man. He's got a lot to say in a really, really beautiful way of saying it. Mm -hmm. I am a huge cinephile. I have watched more movies than I can count or make lists of. I like to think I have a, a well-rounded repertoire of multiple kind of popular and famous directors. Nobody ever does it quite like George. Not Spielberg, not Francis Ford Coppola, not Martin Scorsese, not Quentin. No one. I think Spielberg comes George? close with some of his stuff. Spielberg does come close. You can't yeah. not like Jurassic. You can't. But my heart belongs to George Lucas, always and forever. <laughs> Me too, one hundred percent. He's why we're here. And it will be a deeply, deeply sad day when he is not here anymore. And I 
I'm not oh. going to think about it because I'll cry. What is your third thing you are grateful <laughs> for in Star Wars? Um, my third thing is the Mandoverse. This, Ooh. you know, from from day one of Din Djarin and Baby Yoda that started it all. They came at a time where there was a lot of uh, divisiveness in in Star Wars because of the Last Jedi and all of that, and this blew up the Mandalorian season one. It blew up. It was like Star Wars is back. This is the stuff we were waiting for. It's it's seeing the gallery with John and Dave talking mm-hmm. about their love and passion for this stuff. Very similar to George. You know what I mean? Like. They yes. get it. I mean, yeah, obviously, I think Dave gets it more than John, but John's got such an awesome love and passion for Star Wars that I hope he stays working on it forever. Me too. Uh, it brought us into this whole new era of Star Wars. And and like I was talking about with the expanded universe, it's blending some of that in mm. to the canon verse. And it's just it's fun there's, you know, yeah, there were some questionable things in the book of Boba Fett and, and even even in some of the Mandalorian seasons and, and stuff like that. But overall, it's just fun. It's it's new, but it's in that timeline where it's not anything new, really, because we know where it starts and where <laughs> it ends. But there's a big gap of stuff that they can play with in there. And I mean, I know a lot of people seem to be getting sick of Baby Yoda for some reason, Grogu, but... They're wrong. That blew everybody's minds. It, it blew up pop culture. Yeah. It um before Mando came out and kind of Baby Yoda exploded, um, Star Wars felt like quite a small community still. Like I know there are billions and billions of Star Wars fans and whatever, but seeing that first episode come out and seeing it go global almost overnight. I, d- I don't care if people think the Baby Yoda Chicky Nuggy stickers for my Stanley Hydra flask are cringe. <laughs> I love it. Get the people if 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 the forty five year old mums want a Baby Yoda Me Hungry sticker, go off. Get right. it. Enjoy. Indulge. Have the hoodies and the socks and the cuddly. I love it. It was so wonderful to see something that felt kind of not isolating but like the mainstream people weren't into star wars it wasn't that big a thing it was just oh it was those films and that was it and everyone hated the sequels and then mando came out Mm -hmm. and it was wonderful it was nice to talk to everyone about star wars for the first time in what felt like years right exactly everyone from the bus driver to the grocery store clerk to the taxi driver to my mate in the shop like it it's special the mando first and i think that's a a solid one to be thankful for, a hundred percent. And it's far from over. I mean, we've got oh a man. God. We've got a Mandoverse we've movie. Got a film, <laughs> right? It's, a Dave yeah. Filoni handcrafted, hand served. Yes. Oh, we are lucky. I'm excited for it for sure. So, what is your third one? My third and final one. Uh, nobody will be surprised in the slightest. This is deeply predictable um it's ray of course it is (laughs) bash the sequels tell me she's a mary sue get all up in our comments and tell me how i'm wrong i really don't care um i've talked a lot on this show about how much i love ray her character and the wonderful wonderful daisy ridley so i won't talk everybody's ears off but i am extremely grateful for ray for me she represented a huge shift in the culture of star wars to have a female lead with a mysterious backstory and unknowable power was a bold move and i followed her unquestioningly through all three films and came out the other side with a new place in my heart for our lonely scavenger girl Ray reignited my love of Star Wars. I'd been out of the fandom for maybe, I'd say probably about four or five years. I'd moved on to other interests, other things, because that's life. And going and watching The Force Awakens snapped me straight back in like I'd never left. Um, Ray has brought me back to the community. She's the reason I cosplay. She's the reason I'm where I'm at in my life. The reason I make the majority of my choices regarding things like costumes, events, attendance, people I speak to, networks I build. It, I owe so much to just one character and I, I'm i just eternally grateful for that. Like, thank you, Star Wars. You're freaking awesome. And she's got a great theme song. 
I just I um I always have to throw that in there because I think that John Williams really like made the perfect theme for Ray. It gets stuck yes. in my head and like, you know, I wouldn't say Ray's one that's of my favorite I characters, but <laughs> that's because I put it on every other social media post I make about Ray, which is why it's always in your head. Ah, that explains it. <laughs> it's good, it's catchy. Um so good. Yeah. So and her. There are so many people too, Charlie, like you that feel the same way about Ray that have been bashed on the internet like you have been and that stuff pisses me off because like us dudes you know we had Luke Skywalker when we were little and why can't we respect that the females and stuff have Ray to look up to and to be mm-hmm. excited about and there's people that don't even like the sequel trilogy that have Ray lightsabers and love Ray yep. and all of that. And I think it's awesome. I, I, I She's a really likable character. Uh, so likable. She just, I don't know. And you mentioned the force awakens. We're coming up on an anniversary of that pretty soon. Oh, uh, I, I do really love that movie. It's the other two that piss me off, but, <laughs> but she's oh, a great the character. Force awakens. Holds such a special place in my heart. Oh my goodness. Yeah, me too. It was Jennifer's first Star Wars film. I've mentioned this on here before. Her first Star Wars film in a theater. It was our first Star Wars film together uh, to see. Hey, so cry. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's a very special one for me too. But it was just such a. It was such a good movie. It was fun, and uh, yeah, she was she was likable like right away for me. So. I did. I did have. I've admitted on here before. I did have the moments of the Mary Sue and that kind of stuff, but I don't anymore. I've, you know, I've seen the ways, and, and but. Oh. I mean, in all honesty, really, what what did it for me was the Rise of Skywalker when it's like you're a Palpatine, and it's like that's why she's so effing oh. powerful. <laughs> you know? I mean that that right there changed it all for me it's like oh that makes so much more sense to me not that she even had to be a palpatine to be powerful but to just know how to do force powers like out of nowhere that makes more sense when she's got Mm -hmm. that powerful freaking lineage so yeah you know what's funny is i didn't really even think that you were gonna pick ray (laughs) <laughs> like like once you said it you you doing the build up and I'm like oh yeah that makes perfect sense to me <laughs> but before that I'm like ah oh, I wonder what you're going to pick for your last one <laughs> hmm. I I I I've typed ray into the word document and I stopped and went but Leia, I genuinely had a moment where I was like I am betraying the memory of Carrie Fisher by selecting ray instead of uh, leia but no no, no. cuz like I said these aren't these don't even have to be our top three things we're thankful for. It's just three things we're thankful for in Star Wars. So very it's good. Really lovely. Oh, it was fun. This was a fun, oh, uh, fun, fun thing to come back to, and I'm glad we're back. This was really good. I have missed. I've missed this. I've missed you. I just. I've. I've had a really lovely time. I know it's funny. We we message almost daily, but we haven't actually talked to each other since our last I know, episode. I tried to arrange a few things. Sort of didn't end up happening, mostly on my end. Yeah. Anything you want to close out with? Just that I'm really glad to be back. I I love this show. I love podcasting. I love broadcasting. I love having a space to get to share my thoughts with everyone and know that you also enjoy listening to me. That is really comforting and lovely to know that people take time out of their day to listen to us natter and shit about... <laughs> About Star Wars left, right and centre. And I love it. And I'm super, super excited to start the new year with the show. Have a little holiday break. And then bam, into the new year. And hopefully we'll get some Star Wars sooner than later. We'll see. But I mean, until then, there's so much Star Wars out there for us to talk about. Oh, so so much. Yeah. I've missed talking to you about Star Wars. And I think a lot of people have missed us talking about Star Wars. I've heard from Um, I don't know how many people, Charlie, that everyone's just like you two have like the best chemistry ever and i'm like we're just people talking i don't know i mean i i hear it i hear it when i'm yeah, editing but, but yeah but we're funny that's the kicker we are <laughs> funny 
Also, who doesn't want to listen to a Brit and an American speak to each other? I feel like this is this is a kind of flawless combo yes. we've got going on. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's the other thing, actually, that I've, I've heard a lot is everyone's always like, oh, John, I love your voice. I love your voice. And now I hear... I love both of your voices, Charlie's accent and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, yes, oh, it's always the accent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, of course. I feel like I could sit and read the dictionary and people would still tune in. We should test that theory. We should test that theory. <laughs> I mean, I'll hit the record and walk away while you read the dictionary, but then I'll upload the episode and see how many listens. Nice. <laughs> April Fools. So we are going to cut out of here. Um, we shall. We'll catch everybody next week. Again, like I said, we will be putting episodes out on Fridays at the latest Saturday morning. Um, mm-hmm. So get us on your calendars and, and subscribe, of course, if you haven't. Well, and if you've if you've not popped cheeky little five stars into Spotify, oh go on, right. go on, it'd make my Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, we can catch Charlie at running back to Jakku on Instagram. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just have my username? Yeah. You've ne- you have never. It's always been me who said it. You have never said I'm. Well, look at that. Oh, I feel proper <laughs> professional. Yes, you can come and pester me at Running Back to Jackie. Do come and send me Star. I love Star Wars memes. Please send me all of the Star Wars memes because then I'll just send them to Johnny and then the loop continues. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, they are the best. All right. We'll catch everybody next week. May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. Bye. Do it. Admiral Yet.